Okay. One of the reasons I'm probably even in the horror is from growing up watching Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? So, from the time I was a little kid, man, it's been just my favorite show. You know, I loved it. I watched, I've seen every episode to this day. I still be watching every episode over and over, man. And um, I think it's the best cartoon series ever made. And I think that um, it's a shame that there's no cartoons like it with so much character and personality nowadays, man. And um, I know a lot of y'all probably like it too. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go over some. I'm gonna go over all the villains from the show. And um, you know, y'all, let me know how many of them you remember. Which ones was your favorite or something? You know, let me know who your favorite uh, top three was or something like that. So go ahead, sit back, relax. Here we go. It's probably gonna be two parts to this because um, it's a lot of. <laughs> Here we go. All right. So the first one I'm gonna do is from the episode "Never Ape and Ape Man," and the villain is the Ape Man. That Ape Man uh, was uh, really called a stunt man. Now the Ape Man was a a, a, a rather big old like grape ape he looked like that grape ape car <laughs> and uh, dark blue with dark blue fur and he had sharp teeth a big old mouth and he had red eyes with yellow like on his white part of his eyes was yellow and the ape man appeared to be real strong and he was uh rarely actually showcased ex you know a lot of strength but he appeared strong and instead he mostly used his smarts to outwit and scare the game and um so this right here, man, I think I didn't really the Ape Man episode ain't really one of my favorite ones. It's one of the ones I could, you know, I could live without it. But it's alright. Alright, next was the Black Knight episode. And it was called What a Night for a Night. Now the Black Knight was the disguise of Mr. Wickles used to scare away visitors from the county museum during his art forgery scheme. Now his appearance was a traditional English large black suit of armor with red feathers on the helmet. And while I believed to be empty, it had yellow eyes glowing from within the visor. The Black Knight sought to terrorize anyone it encountered, and he could also emit creepy growls. It only came alive on nights when the moon is full, and he was also pretty strong and real agile, considering suits and armor can greatly reduce a person's mobility and speed. Now, me, I like this episode because I think Knights is cool, and if I had the money, I would buy me a suit of armor. I don't know what I would do with it, but I sure would buy it and probably wear it on the weekends and just uh, walk around my yard or something with a sword. All right, next was um, Charlie the Robot. And um, Charlie was a robot designer built by Mr. Jenkins to help run Funland. I think this episode was called Foul Play in Funland. Yep. Now, Charlie was a tall humanoid made of metal, got no mouth. And he does have what looked like a nose, and his bright yellow eyes resemble tiny headlights. The top part of his head, fused with round ears, is vaguely shaped like a construction helmet. And his entire body is predominantly painted in two different shades of blue, except for his purple throat and beige face. It is unknown what Charlie was like when he was first activated because Sarah Jenkins, the man wife, sabotaged him and the robot became real destructive after that. Now, after being repaired, uh, he short-circuited and uh, 
Now, after being short-circuited, the guy repaired him, and he was a lot nicer and was rubbing on Scooby-Doo and stuff. And uh, he had superhuman strength and endurance, and he was able to tear through a brick wall without incident. And he was fast like a car man, almost. And uh, he was able to control the park and everything. The only weakness he had was this big old magnet they found somewhere. And the whole thing with this one was the lady um, didn't want kids to be loved on by robots. So that was kind of like a little thing to the future because you know they thought by the year 2020 boy we had robots raising our kids man so we kind of do tablets you know tablet pretty much a robot with siri you know they be talking to you and stuff so i get this episode points for being ahead of his time but it is kind of because uh, you know charlie a robot so he ain't got a whole lot of personality a gaggle of galloping ghosts dracula or dracula now I did a little survey, and y'all said, I think y'all said Dracula was y'all favorite, like, old-school horror monster, so I'm supposed to do some Dracula stuff soon, man. Somebody remind me to do that in about two weeks. About a week. Remind me to do that in about a week, somebody. Now, Dracula resembled a human male with inhuman features such as pale skin, pointy ears, curled eyebrows, and red eyes. Uh, white parts of his eyes was red, along with bowl-shaped black hair and a big old widow's peak. And he always had a little grin on his face. And he wore a black cape with pink on the interior. He must have been a pimp over a gray tuxedo and a black bow tie. He acted real secretive, trying to get the gang uh, to Franklin, Franklin Castle. He was also sneaky, trying to attack Mystery Inc. by creeping towards them. He could transform into a bat, although in reality he's just a prop on a wire, and he could also disappear inside a coffin. Yeah, this was uh this was a pretty good episode. Yeah, Dracula, Frankenstein, and um the werewolf all in one, man. That was a pretty good episode. And also on that episode, like I said, you had Frankenstein. And uh he was, you know, a human shaped man. He was a man pretty much with jet black hair and yellow eyes. He had pale green skin and always had a mean face on. And he had a dark blue coat and pants with a purple shirt underneath and black shoes. He was also real tall, standing over Shaggy. And Shaggy, I think Shaggy about a good, you know, 6'2", six, 6'3", six, or something. Uh, Frankenstein monster behaved like a drone, relentlessly tracking the gang down around the castle. He used his gargantuan size and lack of human will and emotion to terrorize his victims. And his power seemed to be it was, uh, super strength. I love Frankenstein, man. I like Dracula, but I think um, I think Frankenstein my favorite, man. I want to do something about with Frankenstein. I got I got something. I got uh, I got a little something in the works for Frankenstein, but y'all gonna like it. Ghost Clown from Bedlam in the Big Top episode. Uh, so what happened was um, the guy got fired for stealing, so he came back acting like the, the Ghost Clown, and the Ghost Clown would mess your circus up when he got there. He had an um, appearance of your basic clown, silly costume, red hair and white makeup on his face with a pink nose and lips. And what separated him from a normal clown was an evil grin on his face and his yellow eyes and black eyeshadow. 
The ghost clown thought he was in complete control. He liked to tell grim jokes. For example, when Scooby was hanging over in the air on a pair of balloons, the ghost clown said, what goes up must come down. Usually, uh, the sentence would be followed by an evil laugh. And he always tried to stay one step ahead of the game. The ghost clown had superb expertise in hypnotism and was a, and had a gold coin hanging from a piece of string that he could use to gain com, uh, complete control over several of the members of the gang, and Daphne and Shaggy, and put them in dangerous acts and environments. The ghost clown seemed to be popping up all over the circus and had a lot of nasty objects like dart arrows in his pockets. Dang, he was trying to, I don't know, man, he was throwing darts at him. Ooh, he rough. And that coin, bro, I wonder, can you really hypnotize people? Like, I, I, you know, I've seen it, but I ain't never seen this thing. Like, somebody would have to hypnotize me for me to really believe it. And then, like, uh, I ain't gonna let nobody hypnotize me, though, because they'll be the, if it do work, they'd be the slip something in there and have you doing something crazy later on, man. See, if, you know, you couldn't trust just anybody. They be the, you know, slid in when you get home, cash at me all your money. <laughs> so, you know, I, I couldn't do The Ghost of Captain Cutler. Uh, I like this episode. This episode is pretty decent. Um, Captain Cutler faked his death and came back as the ghost so he could steal yachts around uh, Rocky Point Beach. He was dressed in a light green, old-fashioned deep-sea diving suit that was covered in a type of glowing seaweed found only in a graveyard of ships. This episode was called A Clue for Scooby-Doo. This was like the only episode that had a picture of the monster in the beginning instead of them running. And it's the only episode that had like a name that didn't really mean something to the episode. And... Uh, his personality seemed very lifeless, and he was covered in this glowing stuff that only came from the graveyard of ships, and he only made moans and groans when chasing the game. And he left them glowing footprints everywhere he went as a result of the glowing seaweed. Yeah, this is a pretty good episode, but if the guy wanted to steal boats, like, man, um, you know, just steal the boat. And like, uh, well, I guess it makes sense. Because if you just steal the boat, then the police or the, the water police going to come. But if you put the ghost out there, I guess the water police going to say, well, you know, I'm superstitious. <laughs> I ain't messing with the ghost. <laughs> ghost of Elias Kingston uh, was a middle-aged male with undead-looking pale blue uh, skin. What else he do? Uh, he had a bold-style black haircut and terrible facial features like surly eyes, a flat nose, and a big old chin. He wore an old-fashioned gray trench coat on top of that. And the ghost of Elias Kingston was driven by a desire for the Weatherby family's fortune and sought to terrify the family into giving it up through the way he looked and by um, turning them into old people and eventually into bones. Now he put a hex on Uncle Stewart making him real old and within a few hours died by making him a, a, a skeleton. Now, of course, he just wore makeup to make himself look old and used a fake skeleton. This was a pretty good episode and um, one of the creepier ones, man. Like, could you imagine? Like, he was 
would be screaming, come, come, come. And Uncle Stewart had to obey him. So imagine like a ghost making you walk into a abandoned mansion so he could turn you into an old man and you can't even stop yourself. The ghost of Geronimo and decoy for a dog napper. And this was just like a Native American uh, ghost, see-through ghost on a horse. And uh, he was a projection they used. And the ghost of Geronimo, Native American, carrying a tomahawk. And he was out to terrify anyone that got close to the Indian village hideout or the witch doctor, creating the impression of visitors that they were under attack. This one like a main monster. He was like a little sad villain. <laughs> little sad peace villain. The ghost of Red Beard. Go away, ghost ship. Now this ghost had like more. He had a lot of personality. Like he was just pretty much a regular, a regular old man. Like he wasn't even just spooky. He just did regular people stuff. Now his ghost resembled a middle-aged white man with a red beard, hence the name. And he wore a black pirate hat with a skull and crossbones, a red coat, a pink interior. Everybody got these pink, these are pimp clothes, man. Pink pants and brown boots. He embraced the pirate role, including taking prisoners and chaining them up, threatening death, and forcing them to cook for him. Yeah, he was just tripping, man. Like, he actually caught them, and instead of, you know, doing something, he made them cook for him and left so they can cook or something and came back later. Yeah, he was tripping, man. The Green Ghosts. A night of fright is no delight. That's these the ghosts that be laughing. They be like, <laughs> and that'd be some scary junk. Like a ghost just in your house laughing at night. <laughs> now, when dressed as the Green Ghost, creeps and crawls wore what appeared to be green robes with hoods over their heads, shadowing their faces. He also wore gloves with long curved fingers and the wrist of their left arm had long chains with cuffs on both ends, but the cuffs on their right hands had been broken off. They had a habit of laughing sinisterly to scare Scooby in the game, and they were fast and could cast their shadows wherever they wanted. Yeah, man, you know, it's, you know a ghost with a chain on you know, that, that guy really freak you out. Like, man, he a ghost. Why would he have a chain on? How's the chain even staying on? Why am I even running from a ghost? It ain't like it could, you know, touch me. It hurt me. <laughs> it was a pretty good episode. I think this is the episode when, uh, when Scooby-Doo and them had won that estate. And, like, the guy died and left the estate to all of them. And this is a pretty good episode right here. And he had that, they put them coffins out and everybody was in the coffin and it was one last coffin that was dog shaped. <laughs> and Scooby just passed out, boy. <laughs> Minor 49. Now this is a good episode, man. He was a white man with a large gray beard and a large gray mustache and he wore a brown cowboy hat which covered the top half of his face with only his nose left visible. He was real tall because the guy was wearing stilts and he wore brown pants, a blue top, and an open black waistcoat. For the most part, he remained expressionless. Uh, at times, he'd do a little grunt or something, as well as letting out moans like he had this big old moan he did in a mine. 
Man, that'd be scary. You deep down in a man and you just hear this big old moan just coming from everywhere. My brother said he was watching this episode late one night by himself. And he kept doing that big old moan. He said he had changed the channel. <laughs> and uh, so he was uh, an old miner who was trying to find oil in the mines and was so obsessed with it. He was trying to find every piece of gold in the vines. I mean, in the mines, all the way from the year 1849. The mummy of Anchor. Kine, kine, kine. This guy was trying to, like, this guy went through all this just to steal a coin. Like, man, just grab that mug off the desk or something, man. All that just to steal a dang coin, man. The mummy was covered in rolls of paper and had black eyes with white pupils. The mummy was hostile and short-tempered and did not speak much, communicating mostly in moans and groans. The only word it said was coin, coin, referring to an old Egyptian coin with Shaggy Head put in his pocket by mistake. He chased the gang around in an uh, attempt to obtain it. And uh, his powers were he had the ability to turn people and dogs into stone. And uh, he was really just, see this guy crazy. So he had the power to turn people to stone. So he had to go and make stone figures of them. Like, that's a lot of work. <laughs> this guy going through too much for a dang coin. Put that mug in your pocket and walk up out of there just like Shaggy did. Shaggy put it in his pocket and took it to the little malt shop by mistake. And he could also punch a hole through a door and break it down with ease and shatter a vase with one punch. I don't know how he was so strong. He must have had took some of that concrete and wrapped it around his fist or something. The Phantom on Hassel and the Castle. The Phantom looked like a classic ghost, a translucent white sheet with eye holes. The Phantom disliked visitors to Haunted Isle and Vasquez Castle, relying on the element of surprise to scare them away. Uh, his powers was he used the mirror to create an intangible, I guess they mean like an invisible image or whatever. I can't remember what he was, uh, man, um, I can't remember what he was trying to do. I don't know, but it was a good episode, I think, maybe. Oh yeah, he was trying to, um, he was trying to get the treasure. Well, see, you made, you probably made it worse. Like, you just, just come look for the treasure for a couple of hours and go home. You done, done this whole ghost thing, so now at night, instead of looking for the treasure, well, I guess you looking for the treasure dressed up like a ghost. But, suited. he just would have walked around that mud. He could have found it. Doing too much. The Puppet Master. The Backstage Rage. Pietro's face mask made it look like he had a palish gray skin, a pale grayish skin, and yellow and yellow scleras, scleras, however you say it. That's the white parts in your eyes. He wore a black cavalier hat, a dark gray cloak, with a high collar, which is with, uh, which is red inside. He also wore dress shoes, which matched the outside of his cloak. He wore plain black pants, were covered by his cloak and gray gloves. He was portrayed as a typical villain, giving chase and laughing like a maniac when discovered. Yeah, they did see him down in the thing. Yeah, he just started laughing like crazy. And then they sent like Scooby or something. Yeah, they sent Scooby down there 
and all them violin cases were down there. This guy was counterfeiting money, and I don't know why he had a theater counterfeiting money. And they should have known that the guy, like like the old man at the door, the puppet master guy, they like, bro, if there's a, a phantom or the opera ghost guy here, why is you here at night by yourself? He gave himself away right there. His powers was he could make himself a real phantom by making himself vanish when the lights went out. This was a pretty good episode. The Snow Ghost. The Snow Ghost, while not real tall, was a large creature that looked exactly like it was supposed to look like in light. It had long white fur, claws, large footprints, yellow eyes, and large thick eyebrows that curled up at the ends, making it look like horns. As the snow ghost, Mr. Greenway, the guy that was dressed up like him, was willing to kill to protect his smuggling operation. This was demonstrated when he attempted to saw Velma in half and threw a bundle of dynamite <laughs> Scooby and Shaggy. Oh yeah, this guy was pretty rough, man. He sure did throw some dynamite in there. <laughs> See, that's the plot hole in Scooby-Doo. Like, the villain's always chasing them. But what is they actually going to do when they catch him? You know, they just chasing and chasing and reach at him and just barely grab him. Like, what is they actually going to do? But yeah, you knew what this guy was trying to do. He was going for blood, boy. They went for the mess up his money. And then he tried to throw Shaggy off a cliff. Sheesh. Or Scooby or Velma, one of them he tried to throw off a cliff. The snow ghost was able to fly because he had transparent skis that were hard to see at night and he seemed to be extremely powerful which was explained by the large stature of Mr. Greenway. The legend was that the ghost could transform others into ghosts which was really just covering them in flour. Yeah, these guys are stupid. Like he gonna, he did cover one of them in flour. Like they don't know they being covered in flour. <laughs> the outer space ghosts. Now this guy was pretty scary, man, because it was like, um, you know, it was a weird alien, like it, but it was a, like it was just a psycho alien, man. <laughs> like, you know, usually aliens be like intelligent, but this guy was just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he just walked around laughing. Didn't run. He didn't run until like the end of the episode. He literally just walked and just screamed the whole time. <laughs> it appeared to be a ghostly apparition of a humanoid inside of a blue spacesuit. The skull was visible through the helmet with dull yellow eyes set inside black sockets. The background of the creature's eyes a space helmet was entirely dark, but it glowed every time he laughed. When um, it glowed red every time he laughed, which was all the time. Now the spooky space coupe left glowing footprints and fingerprints that uh, disappeared after a while, and that was later to be revealed due to rubber gloves and boots he dipped in phosphorus. He tried to scare off people with his high-pitched laugh. Yeah, he was trying to like buy the land for cheap, so he was trying to scare everybody off the land. <laughs> yeah, man, like, yeah, we finna get rid of our land because this alien just walking around randomly. Like, just bust up in them people's house in an alien suit with a ray gun. <laughs> they get up out of there after that. The witch from the episode Witch, Witch is Witch. The witch was a blue-skinned, 
and had long pointed nose and chin, white hair and yellow eyes, and she wore a toe-up purple robe and black pointed witch's hat with a purple stripe on it and black shoes. Just basic, you know, your basic evil witch, and uh, she didn't really have no backstory. Now her powers was uh, witchcraft, and through deception, he could make it look like she could disappear and reappear in a puff of smoke, and made a balloon decoy to make it look like she could fly. And he also made voodoo dolls to scare off everybody. Man, you gotta be a punk, man. Somebody send you a voodoo doll, be like, get out of here, or I'm gonna poke this mother. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, take a little more of a voodoo doll. I don't know who he trying to scare off. He ain't trying to scare off nobody from the streets. <laughs> Take a little more of the voodoo dog, boy. Yeah, they was trying to, uh, it was an armored truck under the water in the swamp. So they was trying to scare the folk off so they could have time to find the armored truck instead of just driving and uh, riding around in the boat and <laughs> find the armored truck, man. You bring an extra attention. All you do is just go out there and act like you gator hunting or something. I would have been a smart Scooby-Doo villain. Witch doctor on decoy for a dog napper. He appeared to be an average guy wearing a large headdress with black horns and white hair and a beige Native American shirt and pants. A dark skin, despite the guy being the actual villain being light skinned, the actual guy up under the costume. He told the gang to leave the deserted Indian village while shaking maracas. Like a man sitting there shaking maracas, talking about leave. You need to shoot a bow and arrow or something at him, or old rifle, musket or something, baby. I'm shaking some maracas, talking about leave. He managed to teleport into a curtain of fire, and it was actually him using secret passages. Yeah, this guy, man, was just stealing like um, them show dogs. And trying to, you know, it's like, man, look, if you're going to steal... Steal something that's like really worth some money. Like if I'm to steal, I'm to steal money. You know, gold, jewelry, electronics. Like you steal dogs. You gonna make a dog stealing operation? You know, now the Wolfman from the Galloping Gallop Gaggle of Ghosts episode. So yeah, he was on the episode with uh, Frankenstein and Dracula. And the werewolf had light gray skin, brown gray hair. Fangs, pointy ears, and yellow scleras, or scleras, I would say. He wore a blue-green top, green coat, and pants. He was real savage. He only made growling noises and was able to frighten Scooby and Shaggy when encountering them. He seemed strong because he hurled a whole suit of armor at a piano in the castle. Yeah, that, that joke was strong, boy. <laughs> Just hurled a suit of armor at him? Yeah, Wolfman, you know, Wolfman always good. And then we got the zombie from the Witch Witch's Witch episode. The zombie was in, you know, um, was a minion of the witch. He had very pale green skin, an oval-like head, red eyes. He had a lanky frame to him as he walked. His ears seemed to resemble those of an elf or goblin. He had uh, green shoes, tattered pants, off-green coat, and a pine green shirt underneath. He was rather slow, and he couldn't take Shaggy's as he couldn't take Shaggy's insult quickly. Oh, they sound like he was dumb, slow. <laughs> yeah, he is a zombie. And he was rather mean as he scared anybody that came near him. Yeah, that's what a zombie probably would do. 
So yeah, he was with the witch trying to get that thing. This is a pretty good monster. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and do part two because I know y'all still sticking around. I want to hear some more. Alright, so the next one was uh, Scooby-Doo. This season two I'm on now. So Scooby-Doo's Night with a Frozen Fright. And it's the caveman. Uh, yeah, brownish skin. You know, of course they're going to make the caveman look kind of black, man. Big old, going to give him a big old mouth, a big old lips, and a big old wide nose. And then make his... Um, Make his skin pretty much brown, but kind of make it brownish gray. You know, they think they slick. You know, they got to be happy because this is the only somewhat black. There ain't no black characters on the on the whole dang show, man. I think it was some Hawaiians on one episode, but as close as you get for a black character, ain't that something? But anyway, I'm gonna let it slide. It was the '60s or whatever, so I'm gonna let y'all slide. You know, and plus, when I get the money, I'm gonna make a. Um, hood scooby-doo anyway so i make up for all the, all the um not being included uh he had dark brown cloth around his booty and stuff and i uh, had big old tephases in his mouth and big old you know so yeah and i uh, had a big old club here <laughs> and the caveman is a primitive neanderthal who despite limited uh, thinking abilities maintains an extremely aggressive and threatening attitude towards anybody identified as a threat. He had a very superhuman-like strength and was able to rip off a part of the Arctic's room door off his hinges. He can't. All right, now um, the guy had technology that could help him talk to fish, and the guy was trying to steal it. All he had to do was pretend to be the caveman, club him over the head one time, and after that, the technology yours, man. You didn't have to do all that extra running around. And then just club him one time and leave the caveman body there. So he'd be like, yeah, the caveman came along alive long enough just to bust him upside the head one time. <laughs> now, this is the the goat of all the Scooby-Doo villains and he deserves his own movie like not even a Scooby-Doo movie just his own movie in general man the creeper boy hey man the creeper ooh this was the best episode man he was the scariest one man cause like yeah he can't even think of what he is <laughs> just a big strong joker man with big old long arms and hunched all over like he ain't even like what is he? Just, just, just like a, just a creepy guy, man. And uh, the creeper was a costume made a green-skinned phantom zombie with a hunchback posture, dark red hair, yellow eyes, and uh, a, a lopsided face. Her hair, uh, prominent cheekbones, and a long jawbone. He wore a dark green trench coat with uh, matching dark green pants and a black and a sweatshirt and black suit. He had a violent temper. It's shown he brutally beat up a bank guard. <laughs> yeah, he the only one that really laid hands on somebody too. He also didn't appear to be very smart as he fell for Scooby-Doo's uh, hand disguise. He was obsessed with the paper that the bank guard gave Mystery Inc. because it was the only evidence that uh, the guy was secretly robbing the bank. And he could supposedly walk through walls, uh, walk through walls, allowing him to rob the bank. And in fact, the trick worked because uh, the bank president had complete access. He also had crazy strength, and he, as he easily uh, 
Dang. He did knock down the tree, didn't he? This guy must have been on steroids or something. And he knocked the bank guard out and uh, towed the entire car out without damaging it on the outside. And he was also shown as a skilled horse rider during the chase scene with the gang. Yeah, the creeper, boy. It was the goat, boy. I would have met. I'd have been gone. Uh, we ain't solving this mystery. Let me get up out of here. The ghost of Mr. Hyde. So not just Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but it's like the ghost of Hyde. I don't know why my laptop don't ever tell me it's finna die till it's like on 1%, man. Damn. But the guy was alive, so I don't know if he was turning into a ghost, I guess. Uh, he had green skin, big old beady eyes, uh, long gray hair, real skinny, bony fingers, a slim face with visible cheekbone marks. Wears a long dark green trench coat and pants with black shoes and a tight fitting hat, like a Sherlock Holmes type of hat. Real sinister personality, often laughing like a maniac when things was going his way. And he kept suction cups in his hand costume to give it the illusion that he could scale walls and ceilings on buildings whenever necessary. Yeah, um, I can't remember what the guy was doing. He was robbing places. Like, this guy was a mad scientist. Like, what are you robbing jewelry stores for, man? Like, man, make some kind of energy drink or something. Make money off that one. If I was a scientist, I'd come out with something called the sexy drink. Just drink it and make you sexy. <laughs> That's all I have, boy. I you know, you ain't got to buy it. All you got to do is get folk to buy it once, you know. See, if you selling, let's say you selling it for about $20, $19.99. Shoot, you get, you get a thousand people to buy it. That nice little payday right there. Don't need much. Shoot. Take that money and go flip it, do something else, man. Open up a bop, 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 bop barbecue business. <laughs> Ghost of Zen Tuo. This was a Chinese ghost. He had a white robe and a green trim and a white hood sometime. And he had on uh, his uh, this mask, man. But at first you couldn't see his face, like before he uh, put took the mask from uh, Daphne or whatever. And he was obsessed with getting the mask. Because um, he had a tape message inside where he kept his um, like secret smuggling info. And uh, what else he had? He had little patience over repetitive acts as he snapped Shaggy, Shaggy's stick in half when he tried to bluff him repeatedly. He was cold enough to show no concern over destroying rooms in his temple as he tried to kill Shaggy and Scooby with fireworks in a storeroom. He claimed that he and his men would, yeah, they was like, Shaggy was like, but you're going to destroy your storeroom. And he was like, we'll build new storeroom. <laughs> the Headless Spectre. Now, this one was stupid because the guy was headless, but I think he still can laugh, man. <laughs> How you going to make yourself a headless ghost and then be laughing? 
The headless specter appeared exactly like the portrait of Jefferson Steel Wall that hung in the parlor, but without a head. He wore 1800-style clothes uh, and a, a tight formal shirt up under it with one of them big old Prince-type um, neckties things, man. And uh, the specter also wore gray slim pants, black suits, and silk gloves. He had an eerie laugh as he, yeah, he was sitting there chasing people laughing with no head, man. And the guy made, the guy had a treasure in his house, so he made himself a ghost to scare people away from trying to break in his house to stop them from stealing the treasure. Instead of just getting a gun, or a couple of guns, and just shooting whoever came anywhere near his house. <laughs> I don't know who these guys on Scooby-Doo is married to or who they in relationships with, because if you told your woman, yeah, baby, we got this treasure in the house, and I think somebody's going to try to steal it, so I'm going to dress up like a headless ghost. Like any woman, girl, they must all be single, because your woman will talk about you and make you feel like the stupidest thing walking around, boy. By the time she got done with you, you wouldn't even want the treasure. you said they can come in here and get the treasure. <laughs> Mano Tiki Tia. I didn't like this episode a lot. Uh, I can't even really remember it. It's one of them episodes like when you be binge watching, you just kind of don't even be paying attention to. It was a 50-foot stone idol statue with pink eyes, a Hawaiian headdress, and earrings carved into it. It gave the impression that it was angry towards intruders, and the thing had super strength. So the guy built a huge, giant robot, and... Uh, and um, what the heck? Like, what was his? I can't even remember what his uh, thing was. But uh, what was he trying to? I don't know. I can't even remember. Now, this the phantom that was in the guy house, um, trying to steal the treasure, man. So this, <laughs> this the best costume he could have came up with. Like, bro, just put a ski mask on, man. You know. Come on, you couldn't do no better than that. You couldn't at least get a, you obviously a KKK member. You know, we did cut his KKK thing in half. At least get the whole, uh, the whole row. These boys right here called the Scare Pair. Yeah, they the ones who work for Zen 12. And they the ones who kidnapped uh, Daphne and took the mask from her. And uh, they had on like some, some Kung Fu outfits. They had white mask on with no expressions. I know it did. They mask did have an expression because they was laughing when they kidnapped Daphne. And uh, what else? They was yeah. They just zombies, I guess, like dead servants that just followed the guy to do whatever he asked them for. And real skilled drivers. <laughs> they was uh hit a high speed chase with Freddie now. And they managed to drive over roofs in the pursuit of the mystery machine. They also had crazy stealth powers and were able to take Daphne from the mystery machine, got her tied up, gagged, and entered the car before anybody even noticed or heard she was gone. The Wax Phantom. If I'm not mistaken, the Wax Phantom is the last episode of Scooby-Doo Where Are You? Ain't that crazy? This show only had two seasons? That's crazy, man. It was a nine-foot humanoid made of cyan wax. 
his personality, uh, he was like, uh, you know, just a typical monster. I don't think he couldn't talk or nothing. He just screamed at you. I mean, he tried to turn you into wax. Did he talk? He might have talked. You know what? He might have talked. I don't know how he could talk if he waxed. <laughs> you know? uh, he has the ability to glow in the dark because he came up on the radio in the TV station in the middle of the thing and attacked the whole station. And he had crazy strength when uh, shoot, Scooby and Shaggy locked him up in a wax case. Uh, in a case. And he used his strength to explode it. <laughs> Yeah, the guy was trying to scare the people away from the station so he could claim insurance. I mean, I don't know, some Scooby-Doo thing. And it was a guy they fired from the show like a magician. They fired him from the station, and he said he was going to send the Wax Phantom out. And, um, you know, so, yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was a pretty good episode. So the werewolf came back again. Uh... He had green skin, brown hair, red eyes. He also had fangs and pointy ears. And wore toe-up clothes. And uh, he kept in character until his life was in danger. And he held on for dear life over a waterfall, crying out in his regular voice for help. Yeah, he just was a savage werewolf guy, you know. Yeah, he was just trying to steal some sheep or something. I don't know what's so hard, man. Give him some little sheep food. <laughs> and uh, let him follow you to the truck, man. Can't be that hard. I get one of them sheep dogs, man. Them sheep dogs work like legit work, man. When we was, you know, did our summer camp, like it was um the place we went to had like it was like a farm, and they had um a sheep dog, man. The one that herded the sheep, you know. So while we was walking with the kids, the dog would circle us side to side. <laughs> try to keep all the kids in the in the circle in the line or whatever. And if you got out the line, it would bite at your heels to keep you in line, man. Ain't that crazy? And last and pretty much least, man, the witch doctor. Now the witch doctor was a disguise, uh, something, something. Uh, the witch doctor wears a pink orange robe and a Hawaiian voodoo witch doctor mask. Yeah, he's dark-skinned, so he was supposed to be, I guess, black or Hawaiian. He's supposed to be Hawaiian or whatever, even though the main character was white. I mean, the, the real evil guy was white. And he carried a staff with a skull on top of it, and he also had leaves and stuff around his ankle. And he does not appear to be very intelligent or perceptive, especially strange for a journalist tour guide such as Mr. Sims, as he falls for Velma Shaggy and Scooby's disguises, and is also easily scared by Scooby and Shaggy covered in leaves. Yeah, he was pretty dumb. That's why I probably never really liked this episode. He had a power of teleportation and uh, levitation, and could have appeared and disappeared in a cloud of smoke. So, that is all the villains from the two seasons of Scooby-Doo, what are you? And um, I hope y'all like this, and I hope it, you know, just either brought back some old memories, or I hope it uh, just gave you a chance to share some memories of your favorite, one of your favorite shows. I know a lot of y'all probably like this show, and if you like me, I still watch it. It's on HBO, uh, HBO Max, I think it's called. 
and I still be watching it, man. So if this video do real good, I might cover some of the other Scooby-Doo shows, like uh, you know, but the old ones, man, not that new jump, man. But I'll cover some more of the old ones, cause it's a whole lot of different Scooby-Doo shows, and they all ran like one or two seasons. So I'll cover um. Maybe I'll cover some of those. Or maybe I'll cover Courage the Cowardly Dog, man. Because Courage had some good episodes, too, man. So maybe that's what I'll do. Um, if this do pretty good, I might hit up Courage next, man. So thank y'all, man. Love y'all. Hope y'all like it. Thank you. I hope you liked it. And if you made it this far, then me and you got a special bond. A special creepy, creepy bond. Thank <laughs> you.